February 5th, 2005. The Pittsburgh Steelers just scored a controversial touchdown to put them ahead of the Seattle Seahawks 7-3 as Heinz Ward is ready to put the team on his back and give the Steelers their fifth Super Bowl reign. The Rolling Stones are gearing up for their halftime show. Or maybe they're just rolling out of bed. This is Halftime. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Halftime, the podcast that gives you the in-depth analyses of Super Bowl halftime shows that you never knew you needed. I'm Dan, and I am joined by my co-host, Sam, who just had a fire intro, mind you. I, I love that. That was perfectly encapsulating, I have a feeling, about how this episode is going to go. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. Yeah, I'm just... uh the intros, that's the thing that I put the most effort into, so make fun of me if you want, audience, but I try on those. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get started, guys, please go ahead and look in the description of this podcast and watch the YouTube video that is going to be of the performance, because it's just going to make a lot more sense. Or if you are just somebody that either doesn't really care too much or knows all of these Super Bowl performances by memory, then please continue on um but i guarantee you guys you will get the most out of it if you listen to that and if you want to get a little bit more background on us and the show go ahead listen to our prior episodes guys they are fun they are very interesting we are entering something that we like to call the dad rock era so yes episode two of six it started with uh paul mccartney last week which if you didn't listen to that because it was a little bit of echoey a little technical problems we had there uh, essentially Dan did not like the show whatsoever. I liked the second half of the show and our guest thought it was okay. And none of us gave Paul McCartney the MVP. That's all you really need to know. That yeah. Got, I, I rated up. it last yeah. in our so. ranking. So, uh, <laughs> you didn't really miss too much. So if you're going to skip an episode, it's going to be one of these two. <laughs> the one we're about to record or the last one, because guys, be well, this is well, a half people, a half a page of notes. Maybe this, this is going to be what at max 15 minutes. I'd imagine. Like this is <laughs> And then quick. people are going to look at it and say, how did they get 20 to 30 minutes out of this? I guarantee you, we're just going to go off on a tangent like this, but we digress. So the, the band that we are talking about today is the Rolling Stones. And a little bit of controversy, surprisingly enough, about this choice because it was taking place in Detroit for Super Bowl 40, and people actually wanted Motown music mm. as their choice. Now, Dan, I don't think you know about this, but back in the 90s, one of the halftime shows was a salute to Motown, and it had, like, I think it had Boys to Men in it or something. I was about to say, that probably would have been who I would have chosen. And I want to say it was it was either Queen. I think it was Queen Latifah. Also, she made a guest <laughs> appearance. But the point is, we'll get to that episode when we get to it. But uh, for the people who didn't, who would have rather chosen uh, Motown over the Rolling Stones, I mean, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I probably would have enjoyed a little Motown over this. Um, that being said, I think we should just um, acknowledge the fact that. You basically had the equivalent of the Beatles last week or last yeah. last week's episode, but this year's last, performance. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then this year you're you're coming in with the Rolling Stones, which are what the Bad Boys. There, I mean, I'm not necessarily a Rolling Stones. I mean, head by I'm not a I'm not a stoner. I'm not a stone not a Rolling head. Stoner. 
That's just so, uh... <laughs> But um yeah, essentially I I'm pretty sure they are the more dangerous, the more risky one. Risky. According to a couple of my friends, they prefer the Stones over the Beatles. But um, in all I, honesty, I think I like more Stones music. I'm not a like I said, I'm not a Rolling Stoner. But yeah, I I, I don't. Know. I mean, I enjoy I some will of those songs. The the Rolling Stones slot machines that they have in Vegas and a couple here in Ohio. Those are those are good slot machines. I win pretty big on those, so oh. I do like those. Well, uh, let's just start yeah. it out. Let's let's just jump into this. Let's you know what? Let's start it up with start, start me up. I love yeah. that. Um, I'll be honest. I thought this was the best type of choice to start it up when it's start me up. I mean, I, I agree. Else? <laughs> I, agree. I, I wrote good lead. I thought that. Mick Jagger had some good moves. Um, yep. They were interesting. <laughs> good is good saying. with an asterisk because they were interesting. I'm sure that they were good for him, but we all know from the Maroon 5 hit moves like Jagger, he uh, he has some very interesting moves. Here, so. uh, something else that I'll say is that we open up, of course, on their stage, and the stage is their logo of the ton coming out of the mouth. And I did really like how the curtain from the entire ton, it kept rolling itself up and it would reveal that there was fans inside the actual stage. That's my question. How did those fans get into that stage? <laughs> well, because at least according to a couple of the behind the scenes that I've seen on some of these past ones, there wasn't one on this episode, but essentially they just get the fans to sort of volunteer themselves so while they're preparing to build the stage, they just get the fans underneath and get them ready. And like through the rehearsals, they essentially know when to pull the curtain up. So That's good job crazy. on the fans doing that. Yeah. I think I think they did GGs. a good job. GG's fans. Um, that was my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay. Well, my... I'll be honest, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, let me be completely honest. I know that you said Mick Jagger did pretty good. And I mean, he's he's doing all he can, but. I don't know. I just was not feeling it at all. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. That was my note for the first one. When I first saw the first song, I said, you know what? Mick Jagger's really bringing some dance moves here. Then we had the transition. We had that transition, which sounded like a concert, which I don't know if we've really seen something to that extent. Like it really seemed like everything stopped for a second. And yeah. he, he said like a few things and a few words and then it picked back up. So it really felt Steelers like a concert. Fans, Seattle yeah. fans. I, I thought that was kind of funny. He couldn't do either <laughs> both nicknames or both cities. He just chose one or the other for each. <laughs> but I mean, he, it yeah. was a transition like a concert. And yeah. I think that that really speaks to something that I'm going to touch on probably a little bit later overall, but it felt like it was more catered to the live audience than it was to the people at home. Yeah. Which is a little yeah. disproportional if you look at how many viewers are at home as opposed to in the stadium. But oh, without without a doubt, you're getting way more TV viewers than t- uh, in the stadium viewers yeah. easily. And so moving to Rough Justice... My one note for this is it felt too much like the first song because it was I, the exact same thing. 
the it, same moves, the same type of music. No difference. Just just not as good of a song. And the thing is, this song was from whatever their newest album was going to be at the time. And the Rolling Stones actually wanted to play only their new songs. They didn't want to do oh any gosh. classics, which would have been a combat would have made this very easily the worst because I thought Rough Justice was the worst song in the entire like set list. Yeah. Uh, but thankfully, the NFL. Wow. <laughs> thankfully the nfl was just like no you guys are playing classics we'll allow one new song so at least the nfl was smart in being like nobody wants to hear that new crap that you're putting out we want to hear the old crap that we actually love so yeah but i completely agree it sounded too much like the first song except it was almost like with less energy i don't know i felt like Mick Jagger. i will say he did a good job of not getting out of energy the entire performance he kept it consistent for the most part. And he was skipping around. He was doing his He his he was moving everything. He was moving around a lot and I mean, good for him moving around, but at the same time it almost made it like he didn't I didn't think he sounded that good. I wasn't too key on the band again sounding too good. <laughs> I know I'm I'm sounding very negative towards this, but I mean this just, I didn't think that this was overall a very good halftime performance. There was not a lot to look at. There wasn't a lot to listen to. There wasn't a lot to laugh at, which was kind of disappointing. Dude, honestly, I think that we need to just take a moment here. And for the fans, for the viewers, we look for stuff that's funny. Yeah. As much as we look for stuff that's genuinely good. Yeah. And when we've gotten so a bunch, for Black we're about to get a bunch back to back. But yeah. we went from one of the funniest performances that we're probably ever going to see with um, Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson, yeah. Not saying that the end was funny. That's terrible <laughs> no. for her. But there regardless. funny things within it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Kid Rock, hilarious. Yeah. The not not he wasn't trying to be funny, but he was hilarious. And so yeah. we're going from that to just this stale, dry, which again, it makes sense for the NFL to do this. They're scared. After everything that's happened. And then last year they had a decent, I'm sure that it was probably middle of the road for most people too. I'm sure some people were even happier with it because they were like, oh, thank goodness we're not having that Janet Jackson back. So Yeah, without a doubt. I'm sure there were a lot of people that were glad that uh, there was going to be some safety-ness in terms of like not getting too risky or too over the line. But at the same time, the Rolling Stones are more <laughs> over the line then. <laughs> I think that maybe we're seeing them kind of go back toward being more, not even necessarily risque, but just a little more adventurous with who they're choosing. They're yeah. not going with the safest yeah. of bets, but they're still going with some safe bets. But they're they're tra- gonna they're gonna try to make a small little run at it. So yeah, transitioning to this last song here. I mean, again, I think we both said what we need to say about Rough Justice. Yeah. Can't get no satisfaction. Probably the most iconic Rolling Stone, uh, Rolling I, Stone song. So yeah, without a doubt. Um, I liked that Mick Jagger broke out the black tee. He took off his black jacket, and then it was a black T-shirt underneath. I liked that. That was a nice yeah. little uh, touch right there. I also like so. that. Um, I think it brought the energy back. Um, from that other song, because I'm pretty sure that people probably felt pretty similar about that song, Rough Justice. And, yeah. I mean. I did also like how before um, he said, 
before they started playing i can't get no satisfaction he's like this next song is one that uh we could have played at super bowl one and it's like yeah you know what they have been around around for that long they actually could have played this at super bowl one in like 40 years ago that's how long they've been around so i i liked that little line a nice yeah. little uh, throwback to their class i thought days. that that was that was good i yeah. thought that honestly i don't really have too many other thoughts about it but i i would just say overall uh, like i've said earlier I think it would be much better if you were there. I think it was catered toward the live audience, which is not what you need out of a Super Bowl performance. Yeah, and I'm sure that the people at the live audiences uh, really appreciated like how much energy they were able to put in for them. But just for the viewers at home, there just is not as much uh, that could have been done about the performance. Yeah, I think it's just it is what it is. I also thought that there were bad pyrotechnics compared to the last few yeah. years. I think that was another thing. Again, just there was zero theatrics. Really, yeah. So there wasn't too much to uh, catch our attention or catch our eyes. So overall, I mean, I've been I mean, this isn't going to be a surprise. This is to me my least favorite out of out of these six. So, yeah, you know what? I would agree with that, Sam. I'd say that personally. Although this isn't last place for me, I'm still going to stick Paul McCartney down there just because half of Paul McCartney's performance was boring. See, there's only well, one that's... song in this that was boring to me. And so Okay. It it's a very marginal thing. And I enjoyed Mick Jagger saying I thought that he was look, was it a little over the top? Was it a little repetitive at times? Yes. But with Paul McCartney, they relied on like the stage and stuff to keep people's attention here. At least you have a person doing it. Okay. And that's why he's my MVP for this. Okay. My MVP is, um, of course, just the fans pulling that curtain up because I really thought that they did a good job sticking together, working as a team, getting that curtain ton pulled all the way up where it needs to be. But I mean, again, overall, there's just like, I could have had the same exact experience had I just listened to these songs on my phone that is, through Spotify. That's what I was about to also bring up is that yeah. for me, if Mick Jagger wasn't there, you could have just watched this performance on a recording or something like they had an MP3 file up there on the screen yeah. and it's doing like, and you could get the same experience, but yeah. at least he was moving around and getting involved with the fans and stuff, which again, kind of shows that they were catering, catering toward a live audience. But my best moment is something that you actually said is when he ripped off his jacket. That is how low the bar was set here for it my broke best out moment. The black tea. Yeah. Was, uh, uh, again, um, probably for me, other than, of course, the ton, I would say my most laughable moment was, again, just him being like, we could have done this at Super Bowl one. We could have played this next song. So that's a close second for me. My most laughable moment was at one point he started skipping and I was like, this is just not what you expect from a rock star, especially a man of his age as well. I also thought it was a little bit funny when, uh, when I can't get no satisfaction and says saying I try, it sounded like he said, I twy. Yeah. He was struggling a little bit. I think he was a little out of breath. (laughs) He was trying. All right. Uh, yeah, overall, there's there, there is nothing really. I'm giving this said. like thumb wise, maybe like a one degree angle up toward 
Oh, just Be, so that it's way above. it's above. <laughs> that way, technically, who even cares? That it'll all it'll probably change in the grand scheme of things. But yeah, for me, I'll go negative forty-five degrees because that might be the lowest so far. I haven't been keeping track of that. I'm just I'm looking more at my ranking system. Yeah, of the I mean degrees, rankings. But... This is second to last. Paul McCartney. Look, when we when we get to our best and worst of the first twenties then we'll see who's really best and worst of the first 20s. For sure, for sure. All right, well, I think that that's it for us. Guys, thank you for listening to this very abbreviated episode, I'd say, compared to a lot of the other ones. I know it seems like energy was a little bit low here, and that's because this performance kind of sucks. (laughs) We're just being honest. We've had two weeks of just back-to-back terribleness. Sam, what do we have next week? Next week, we have what is known as perhaps the best Super Bowl halftime show, Prince. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. We're going to get hopefully a dose of something good. But guys, please make sure you subscribe to us so that you can make sure that you hear this next one because I really hope that your impression of us has not been these last two episodes because I can almost guarantee you that if Prince is as good as Sam says it is, we're going to be bringing the energy. That's going to be an exciting episode. Guys, again, thank you so much for listening. Hope you guys all have a great rest of your day.